It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On today's episode of Locked On Avalanche, the Avs need a shootout to get past the San Jose Sharks on an incredible performance by Mackenzie Blackwood. And because Devon Taves decided to sign his extension late on Friday, we haven't had a chance to talk about it yet. So we are obviously going to talk about that huge deal for the Avalanche. All of that and more on today's episode of Locked on Avalanche. Your Locked on Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, <clears throat> welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for tuning in and making it your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. Make sure to follow us on our social media outlets, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche, Twitter X, sorry, Locked On Avalanche on uh, Instagram, questions, comments, concerns, opinions, Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. Definitely subscribe to our subtext as well. That is where all of our insiders are. And we, uh, you subscribe to that. Link is in the show notes below. And when you do, you chat with Kyle and I one-on-one. Um, all right, sir. So we will get to our rundown. If you're watching over on YouTube, <clears throat> we'll get to the Av Sharks game uh, in a minute. Normally, we'd lead off with that. But because the Taves deal was signed after all our episodes for the week were done, uh, we haven't had a chance to talk about that. So a big, big deal. Like you, you knew this this was in, well, I don't want to say it was in the work. It was in the works. It was something that they were both working on. You, That's what you heard. Um, and I, I, I want to say that everybody has nobody to thank but me for this me kyle sullivan it's, quote it now clip this share yes. it with all your friends chris maselli is the best right. behind all of and this. and if you're an everydayer uh you know why because uh, a couple weeks ago a few weeks ago i i we did a, a segment on it we've talked about it a number of times and I, I i said you know discounts don't happen anymore and I was accepting the fact that this was going to be the last year of Devon Taves on the Colorado Avalanche because he was going to go cash in somewhere. It's not that the Avalanche didn't want to keep him. It's just the money was not going to work out for them. He, he was going to cost them too much money. Well, obviously, everybody heard that and was like, we're going to prove him wrong. And that's exactly what they did. And, you know, you, you, so he's got a seven-year deal, 7.25 AAV. And that is leaving table or money on the table without question. And you hear like he's had interviews and stuff like that. And he has said, you hear this all the time. This is where I want to be. I like where I am. And then what happens? Money can't work out. This, you know, Nazem Kadri, all that stuff. But he put his money where his mouth is and say, like, I will take less to stay here. And you have to congratulate that guy. And you have to root for a guy like that because he could have. He could have went anywhere he wanted and made much more money than he is now. Not that 7.25 is nothing to sniff at. But he knows what's good here. And at all you hear players all the time say, 
oh, it's about championships. Won a championship. I won a championship. And I believe that. But if you if they if it's the championship or money, 99 times out of 100, they're going after the money. And I don't fault them for that. But it's they talk out of two sides of their mouth. And Taves said, no, like, I like what we have here. And I am willing to sacrifice money to continue what we have here and continue to to be one of the greatest, you know, uh, tandems of all time. All of that stuff that you can just add on top of it. I could go on forever, but I'm, I am. You you go. You talk. This Taze contract, is it's beautiful. It's wonderful. And, like, for it to come maybe one game into the season, I find very interesting. Like, you heard the chatter every time a microphone was put in his face. It was, I love it here. I'd love to get something worked out. You heard the typical chatter. And, you know, I honestly, the way the contract comes, like, seven for seven two five like it's taser wouldn't it just be beautiful to be seven for seven and i feel like that might have been the packaging <clears throat> yeah for taze but after that first game and you look up north at the collapse that happened in edmonton like these teams that are coming out of the gate kind of slow every game that goes by from here on out chris mentioned it like he's leaving money on the table that price is inflating with every rough start of a team. Like, oh, that's exactly what we need. You want nine, ten million dollars? That's fine. And I feel like this is one of those moves that Chris McFarlane pitched seven for seven. Hey, Tades, what a beautiful little graphic this would be. Seven for seven for seven. Ha ha ha. <laughs> and then yeah. the farther it goes, they look and see these like the eight to one loss for Edmonton. And they're like, oh, wait a minute. We really need to do something. They pick up the phone. Hey, seven two five. How's that sound, Taser? Yeah. He's like, sure, that's great. Done. Inked. <clears throat> and it's, I'm glad that he's here. You know what your top line looks like. Like, without a doubt. Like, it's locked in. You, oh, yeah. you have your identity of the Colorado Avalanche moving forward. And you got him at a discount. And it just blows my mind how that's even possible. But it's such a breath of fresh air. Like, this is right up there with when we got Rijo. And the 2C question was answered. Now we have Taser locked up. Bring on yeah. the rest of the season. We're good. Um, You know, you, you just look at how the Avalanche do business. And you have to really admire that, right? Um, they, they, they know what they want to do. We've said this over and over again. <clears throat> we know what they want to do. You know the players that they want to attract. And they don't overpay for those guys. And they say, like, this is we, we can offer you money. There's a lot of times we can't offer you the most money, but we can offer you money in 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 a, a good ballpark. But we can offer you championships. And how important is that to you? Yep. And if you can answer that question, is to say like they're they're as important to me as the money that I'm making. Then fine, come over here and and we can make. And that's and that's what Taves did. He he, he proved that the championships or going after them is as important as the money maybe even more so than the money because you look at it like 7.25 right and we're with the cap going up a little bit you know you the 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 financials of, of all the other 31 teams <clears throat> a lot of people were going to be in on him and we could say what he could have made two three million dollars per year more so let's put him in the the nine to ten range right over the course of seven years that's 15 to 21 million dollars he left on the table, Kyle. 
And if you want to go higher than that, if, if you if you find that one team that just goes crazy, look, you you have guys that uh, what's it? Uh, Darlene just signed, signed for uh, eleven per year, and I, Taves could be in that range. So that could be four million dollars extra, and that's almost thirty million dollars that he's leaving on the table. Devontae, I got right up here. I got my my Stanley Cup puck like uh, signed by Devontae's. And I ha- I don't have a case for this, but I'm putting a case in this now because I just admire the heck out of this guy now. Yeah, because and, like that that's what th- those are the guys that like I will tell my kids about. <laughs> you know you know what I mean? Like he and, he and he's such a good guy and he plays the game the right way and he's he's a top ten defenseman in the league and he just said I want like I, I can I'm fine with seven point two five million dollars. I can live off of that. Yeah, I think we all can. I want championships. And he even said it in a press conference. He said, I, I was, I'm willing to, to take, basically, I, I don't have the exact quote, but he basically said, I want to do that. I'm, I'm in a position to take less so my team can do more. Gotta love it. And, and the thing that just perplexes me is how foolish am I to doubt the management for the Colorado Avalanche where, uh, in that same episode where you said there, there's no such thing as a hometown discount anymore. I said the number one thing the Colorado Avalanche should do is re-sign Taser. And what do they do? They say, no, Mr. Von Doom, if that's even your real name. We need Joel Kiviranta. <laughs> and they go out and sign yeah. literally everybody else in the world. And they wait till end season to sign Taze to a discount. Yeah. And it goes back to... Coming into this season, the Avalanche knew what they wanted and what how they wanted to comprise this team. And you have this top line that you could sell. Like, this isn't just locking up this season. Next season, when there are more deals and more contracts that are up, what better sales pitch than showing just a picture of line one and saying, want to come play here? Like, this is not just, this is opening the window a little bit more for the Colorado Avalanche than we previously anticipated. And I mean, who can complain with the production that Taser gives you night in and night out? Yeah. You know what I'm really looking forward to? When uh, Kale McCarr's deal is up and he's due for a new one. And uh, Devon Taves is over there with his arms crossed. Like, remember what I did, buddy? You want to do something similar to that? Because Kale McCarr. 7.5. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, that's that's a couple years away, so we'll deal with that then. But that will be interesting to see if yeah. if this is a ripple effect for, for the team. You know what I mean? And other guys say, saying, like, I, I'll take a little bit less. I don't want to take so much less, and I get that. But, hey, uh, if, if you can promise me we'll go for some championships, sure. Maybe I'll put uh, one or two million on the table. Why not? You, you say Kale McCarr in jest, but Miko Rantanen's deal is coming He's up. He's first. You're right. You're right. Let's see where that goes. I say McCarr because that's his buddy. You know, that, yeah. that, that's his line mate. So uh, it was good. It, it was a good weekend for the Avs. It started with that, and then uh, it was them and the San Jose Sharks. And it, it was looking like it was going down the wrong road for a little while. But, man, they pulled this thing out. Uh, and we're going to talk about that next. Kyle, what's the uh, what's the best daily fantasy app that you can think of out there on the market? That would be uh, Sleeper. Absolutely. Absolutely, sir. If you want to win 100 times your money, you can play daily, daily fantasy hockey on the Sleeper app. And there are so many possible scenarios for this season in the NHL. But to have a chance to win big, you need to play daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper. 
as the official daily fantasy, daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our top choice for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey. And with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. And I don't know about you, but normally when guys sign a deal, they go out and they they play a little bit harder. So for your daily fantasy, maybe throw Devon Taves in there a few times for this week. Why not? And the sleeper app is so easy to use. You could do three or four different leagues with Taser in there. Absolutely. Definitely. So uh, use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to one, a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That is locked on NHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, the Avs and the Sharks uh, faced off Saturday night. And we had talked about, and, and maybe you can blame us for this too. I'll take the credit for the Taves. Uh, and then we can blame us for uh, – are you taking I, all the heat on this one? I said hang double digits on them. They listen to the but show. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it was uh, it was weird. Like, it was a struggle just to score goals. Everything else was not a struggle. Yeah. It was a struggle to score anything, and the abs needed a shootout. But before that, they just needed a goal. And they finally got one with a minute and change left uh, from Kale McCarr which was their 50th shot on goal of the game for their first goal with their goalie pulled. They finally get one past Mackenzie Blackwood goes into overtime. Nothing happens in overtime goes to a shootout. They win in the shootout. Georgiev gets his 100th career win abs win. So they're two Oh and Oh on the season. But uh, I know we're an avalanche show, but you have to start here Kyle with Mackenzie Blackwood because that w- that was one of the best goalie performances I have seen in a long time, just from beginning to end. Um, and and you almost feel a little bit bad for him. If we were not Avalanche fans, I'd feel much worse for him. But good lord, he the Sharks were doing nothing. The, the, as a team, they were doing nothing. It was all him, and just you keep you keep throwing stuff at him. That's all you can do, and hope one gets by him. And it finally did. And, and it's no secret the everydayers know that when it comes to East Coast hockey, I have been watching the New yeah. Jersey Devils. And Mackenzie Blackwood, this is not par for the course. So he was playing out of his mind. If you even were reading the scouting report, this is not in his repertoire, if mm-hmm. you will. So the Avalanche peppered him with 51 shots. He had 21 going the other way to help him out. Like, they have Miles Wood and Tomas Tartar to tell him, like, to tell the Avalanche, this is not typical McKenzie Blackwood. This is what you have to do. And I I ask anyone, tell me what more the Colorado Avalanche could have, should have, would have done to get past McKenzie Blackwood because they literally did everything the right way. And it goes back to what we were saying over the win in game one, the resilience for this Avalanche team. There wasn't broken sticks and slamming sticks when – Shot 45 didn't go in. Shot 30 didn't go in. There wasn't a mounting frustration. It was the belief of, we keep doing what we're doing. They're eventually going to break. And it took 55 minutes of game time for that to happen. But 
it was one of those that I was just sitting here watching the game as tense as I could possibly be with this weird belief the Avalanche are going to get it done. They pull the goalie. I was even more confident. When does that mm. happen? Like, you just knew it was going to happen. You didn't know who or how. You just knew and believed in this team because they believed the same thing themselves. I don't know, man. <clears throat> I, I I was not, like, as it just kept going. And it, if they had, were in, like, normal shots on goal territory, like, you know, in, in the 20 to 30 range, I, I would have been like, yeah, there's always, you just got to get that that one bounce or something like that. But to be up near 50, that goalie is dialed in. He yep. is absolutely <laughs> locked in. And I did like, I, I, there, there's always in the back of your head, like you just, you know, you have so much ta- offensive talent on this team. The, the, the possibility is always there, but it, in my mind, it was like, it's not the avalanche. It's Blackwood. It's yep. him that is going to win this game. <clears throat> and I love a comment that uh, Kale McCarr had after the game. He was being interviewed in the locker room and someone asked him like, do you, do you ever feel like, I know you, you, you play the, your style of game, the entirety of the game, but does it ever creep in your mind? Just like, man, like what else do we have to, we might not be able to get one by him. And Kel McCarr was, he, he was like you, he's like, no, we don't really think that we, we just, we keep firing. We keep doing what we're doing and don't change a thing because we've gotten 50 shots on goal. It's like, okay, we're doing that right. We just got to figure out a way to get by him. And that, and that's what they did. So, but I did, man, I, I, I had doubt creeping in. And it was just because Black was just playing out of his mind. He was incredible. It was, and I really it, look forward, I don't mean to cut you off, but I really look forward to two things. His very next game, Blackwood's yep. next game, to see how he follows that up. And the next time the Avalanche play the Sharks, if he's the starting goalie, what happens again? Because I feel like you go right back out there and this is a completely different game. Yeah, it, it, to quote the great philosopher Michael Scott, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky. It, Michael Scott. <laughs> it was um it's one of those situations and like the Avalanche knew what they had to do. It's not like one of those that you keep shooting on goal and something will happen and you walk away with 25 shots. No, they they got shots on net. They oh, missed shots right. towards the net. And I knew I just had this weird I don't know. There's something about this Avalanche team this yeah. year that I have this weird confidence like there's no way they're going to drop this game to the Sharks off a weird deflection goal. Yeah. And they were hitting posts like Lekkanen hit a post. Manson had a wide open net and and someone on the Sharks just put his stick down. It wasn't even Blackwood. Blackwood was a little bit out of position. Someone on the Sharks just put his stick down as like his goalie stick and stopped that. I'm like, this is just they could have had maybe not 10, but they could have had six goals in that game. Easy. And they were just incredible plays or a hit post or something that just prevented the abs from happening. You could take the game tape from both productions, the Avalanche and the Sharks, and you could key out the other team and say, this is Team A, this is Team B. The Avalanche were playing good, sustainable, smart hockey all game long. It was tortoise in the hair. The Sharks, nothing they were doing was cohesive. Nothing was working. It just felt like a scramble. How we summarize the Arizona Coyotes, it felt a lot like just like, a bunch of like ragtag, like this is how we're going to do yeah, it. Yeah. There was no, there was no cohesion there. And the avalanche, it was just the unit of, it was target practice and they just couldn't yeah. get anything by. And Kale McCarr had to do it eventually. And Miko with the filthy shootout winner, like that's what it took. But this is a lesson early in the season that the new Avs can learn from like, oh, this team doesn't fold in situations like that. Mm. Lines two all the way down. They can learn from this. 
and going into this revenge game, I think this is going to be a really, really big lesson that we point back to deep in the season. We learned a lot from that San Jose game. Yeah. I mean, Nathan McKinnon, 14 shots on goal. I think it was 21 or 22 just shots he took, Um, but 14 on goal. The the heat map, if you go to natural stat trick, <laughs> the heat map for the avalanche is just almost fully colored in the, their, their half of the ice, almost fully colored in, which is ridiculous. The Corsi score, um, and just a refresher, if people aren't familiar with Corsi score, that is all shots taken directed towards the net, whether they go on on goal, whether they miss the goal or whether they're blocked. So anything that is, is tr- you know, directed towards the net, that is counted as one. The Corsi score for the Avalanche was 111. And for the Sharks, I believe it was 56, 56 or 57 or something like that. That's nuts. Absolutely out of control nuts. And to have one goal to show for that is also bananas. So it was just, you give Mackenzie Blackwood all the credit in the world here. But then you also give credit for the Avalanche for not caving and continuing to do what they got to do, and and it finally got one through. Yeah. Is this where we begin the conversation of making goalie pads smaller again? I love that <laughs> conversation to improve scoring in the league. It's my favorite. But dude, that was entertaining. It Even was extremely one nothing. Like I'm fine with that. I'm fine. Yeah. Like I know people like oh, so the average fan wants to see like goals. Go watch that game. Tell me that wasn't entertaining. Him saving, you know, standing on his head like that. That was entertaining. What average so. fan is going to watch the Sharks and the Avalanche? Yeah. Come on, man. Let's not go down <laughs> that road. All right. We will uh, more to talk about this game. And, of course, our uh, sound check, which we have to get to. And we will do that next. We got eBay Motors here. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. And eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, which is the, like I say before, the Nathan McKinnon categories, uh, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber not cash, Kyle. And with all parts you need at the right prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And eBay guaranteed fit is only available to U.S. customers. What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked on Devils here. And let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cashback Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game-changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. 
So some uh, things that I, I didn't like about this game, uh, penalties again. So it was good for a little while. The the like Abs, I think only committed one penalty in the first. Maybe it was her. Let me bring it up. Uh, thanks. Uh, our wonderful new NHL.com. I had it up here. And oh. I don't know where it is. Um, they had the whole podcast within itself. <laughs> so they had four penalties called on them. And, and there were a couple that were questionable to me. You know what I mean? So it's tough for me to ding them really on this because that was one of the things that I thought was a key to the game. Stay at five on five. Yeah. You stay at five on five and this Sharks team cannot compete with you. And that was true. And they gave uh, San Jose multiple penal- uh, pen- penalties to tries again, power plays again. Um, but I don't, it's tough for me to like really ding the ups too much on it because I thought there was a couple of those were bad calls, in my opinion. I was not a fan of the Nathan McKinnon kneeing. Um, I, yeah, that, I really, Taves was like, there, there was a hole or a hook on Taves where I'm like, where, where, and, and the refs do this a lot. Just if there's like a, a semi breakaway and the guy misses, they just call a penalty. It just seems that way. And, and it, I, I don't know where that one came from on Taves. I, we really got lucky as avalanche fans that Nathan McKinnon kneeing was just two minutes, especially with what we mm-hmm. saw in the Kings game and in the Kings preseason. I, I had my that so Raven moment where I saw in the future we go into that Seattle game without Nathan McKinnon because of this kneeing incident and it being a lot more. And honestly, one of the things that really take the wind out of the sails of the Avalanche trying to push for that goal in that moment. And I really was really tense while they were waiting to call that two minutes because I felt like it was going to be a lot worse than it was. So they had um, none in the first period. You had Druen and Nachuskin uh, in the second. Like, okay, so you've been through two. You've had two penalties. That's fine. And then the Taves one in the third, which I, I didn't – I thought that was terrible. And then in overtime was the McKinnon one. Mm-hmm. So, okay, like that's a little bit – I can deal with it a little bit more. Um, but on the Avalanche end, over five on the power play for themselves. Trade them all. And, and again, <laughs> again, like I thought, it, I thought they were looking good. Yeah. Um, but this just goes, you can lump this into the Blackwood stuff of just, you know, it wasn't working five on five. They couldn't get anything on the power play either. Um, I really like, uh, obviously Johansson, he's running with the power play one. And I think he's out there mainly because of, of not mainly, but a reason why he's out there is for face-offs, get those face-offs starting like, you know, and, and, and you're starting the power play in your zone. But so far, I, I've I've liked Nachuskin better on the power play one. But I get why you're having Johansson out there on power play one because you need those faceoffs. Nathan McKinnon continues to be terrible on faceoffs. Yes, he but does. One thing that he's that he's just not good at. And I think the more this season goes on, as Rijo's up there on that power play one, I feel like they're trying to. And we talked about this when we, they picked him up. I feel like they're trying to make him Gabe Landeskog and give him Gabe Landeskog's role on the power play. And I I think the more they push at this and realize it's not going to happen, the more you'll mm-hmm. see Nachushkin. But I think that's what they're trying to achieve, and I don't Man. think it's going to work. But then you lose that face-off ability, which, which in my opinion is so important. So I sure. get it. I think like they'll, they'll, they'll try to make this work. Um. And he, but the thing is, like, he's not the focus, right, of the power no. play, Johansson. So I think they'll they'll give this a long, hard shot, 
because you know everything rolls through McKinnon, McCarr, and Rantanen. So get those guys going, and and Johansson's just there for like cleanup work, right? Just like you're saying, like the the Landis guy just do get the tips in front and stuff like that, get some rebounds. He's capable of doing that. So it's not just him that that is like the issue on the power play, at least against the Sharks. Um, so I'm fine with it right now. But let's just get this going. You know, you just have yeah. I know it's only two games, but you you've had multiple opportunities on power play and you only have one goal to show for it. That's gotta get that that's where you could have put that team away. If you're yeah. struggling five on five, you're 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 beating them in everything except putting goals in the net, but you had five opportunities with the extra man and you couldn't get those in either. You get three of those, two of those, even like it's it's done. You're done. So let's see where it goes from there. Um, last bit of business we got to get to is, of course, our Lockdown Avalanche sound check. And uh, this is something Colin and I do after every game. We pick one song, we put it up on a set list over on Spotify. Go search for that, or I put it up on the social media as well. Uh, just search for LOA sound check. This is volume number three. One and two are also up there. If you want to revisit uh, yesteryears, go visit those. But what do you have for this one? Sharks and Avs. This song encompasses the game entirely, and it's from one of my favorite bands, my mm. top 10 favorite bands of all time. Led Zeppelin, When the Levee Breaks. Watch and the that... first 55 minutes of that song and have the intro on loop. That's how the game <laughs> felt. Is this, then a, the... is this a Pink Floyd and uh, um, Wizard of Oz thing? It's just oh, goes it's... in sync with the game. Yeah, it's it's just that intro when you hear it, you're like, oh yeah, that's how the game felt. <clears throat> and then when the goals scored, when the levy broke, you you felt alive. You were like, okay, here's the avalanche. Here we go. When Kale yeah. McCarr scored, you felt fine again, and that's how that game felt. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, yeah, my mine. I I went with uh, OAR, and the name of the song is One Shot, because that's what you were just hoping. Like that's what you needed. I mean, you had fifty of them. But you were just looking for that one to go in, and you finally obviously got it with with Cal McCarr, of all people. So uh, you knew this was going to revolve around, yeah, like the, the how the game went. Yours is perfect, and mine is just like I, you're just looking for the one shot to go in. I was losing a little bit of faith. I will admit that. Kyle, I, I, I'm just going to go down your road from now on. Not that I lose faith in, the, faith in this team. I never do that. But when a guy is playing like he was, it's just like, it's his day. It's his day, and we just have to tip our hat to that. But no, this Avalanche team is just, uh, they'll keep coming at you for as much as they got. And we finally got one through. It was it, That was a moment. That, that was almost like, I was laughing. I was laughing, like, while this is going on, and uh, he makes another save. It wasn't like I was angry. I was just throwing my hands up, and I, I had just a smile on my face. I'm like, this is crazy. This is just crazy to watch. And then when he finally got one in, I laughed out loud because I'm like, oh, my God. Thank God. Finally, we got one. It was. It was a weight lifted. And then you felt pretty good about going into overtime in a shootout. And I'm glad we didn't say anything bad about McKenzie because we're going to use all of this when we pick him up next year on the trade <laughs> deadline. Yeah. <laughs> you People will go back to this for sure. He will be a fan favorite immediately if he ever Remember comes Remember Darcy Kemper? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Devin Dubnik. Uh-huh. Now McKenzie well, Blackwood. Not so much Dubnik, but definitely December. All right, that's going to wrap it up for today. Everyone, Tuesday, Abs and uh, the Kraken. So we are definitely looking forward to that one. So uh, until then, we will be back tomorrow, though, to discuss that game and anything else going on with the Avalanche. 
Thank you, everybody, for tuning in for today. Always appreciate it. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Uh, and we'll catch you guys tomorrow. He's Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. This is the Locked On Avalanche podcast. Enjoy the day, everybody. Go, Abs, go. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.